0: Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our resident missionary, David Pair, as he brings today's lesson. Good evening once again. I want to share with you another lesson about faith, and this one is very, very practical. Many times we hear false statements about faith, and, and it doesn't help us in our walk with the Lord when we endure trials which are for certain to come. And it doesn't matter really what the problem is in life, whether a loss of job, a loss of a loved one, a parent, a, a, a sibling, a spouse, a child, a friend, the loss can seem insurmountable and, and, and cause heartache to, to, the, to, to seem like we can't move on. What does faith do, and what, what can faith do for us in times like that? Well, I want to share with you three things tonight that I believe faith does for all of us who walk by faith. In the first place, faith finishes the picture. I'm not an art guy. I, the, the best art that I can ever do is a stick man, seriously. Uh, when I, I remember in middle school, the art teacher telling us... That this is about the only thing I know about art. It's all about perspective. You have to have that that point of view that that the whole picture is referenced. Without that point of view, the, the, the picture is meaningless. It doesn't look good. It's unfinished. And so I would submit to you that without faith, our picture in life has yet to be finished and so faith like the point of view in in art faith finishes the picture by putting some perspective on all that we endure just like a puzzle sometimes i might pick up a a puzzle from the yard sale and i'm working that puzzle and and uh, i might get close to the end and i've got 10 holes and four pieces and it just drives me to no end Uh, That that my picture is not going to be finished because there's holes in it. What does faith do for us that finishes the picture? Well, I got a couple of quick examples in the Bible relative to faith finishing the picture. Do you remember in Matthew, the eighth chapter, when uh, Jesus, <clears throat> uh, a man came to Jesus, and he says, my daughter is sick, and and by the way, this is also found in Mark chapter 5, and uh, the, the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, comes and says, my daughter's sick, and so Jesus arises and goes to, is going to go to his house and heal him, but on the way, there's an interruption, and uh, there's a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years, and and it's interesting, the Bible says that this woman had had an issue for such a long, a long time. Now, here's what she did. She sought doctors, wouldn't you? I would. And she, because, this, because the doctors, the medical profession of her day was not able to help, this problem continued to the point, to the extent that all her money was gone. And so she was left with nothing, no hope. Because of her problem that, that was not fixed. So she heard about this man, this, 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 uh, this rabbi, this special healer from, uh, from Nazareth. And, sh- and so I would imagine she thought, I've, I've sought the medical profession and they're not able to help. I will go to the one whom I've heard stories about. And so she goes to Jesus and she touches the hem of his garment and it's interesting uh you know people are are that's a big crowd and, the, and 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 people are running into each other and and uh and jesus turns around who touched me and and the disciples are like what are you talking about lord everybody's touching you he felt the power of of his deity go, go out as, as is transferred not the deity but uh, the power the healing power that he had Went out to the woman and she was healed. Notice Matthew chapter 9. uh, I believe I said Matthew 8. But it's Matthew 9 uh, and verse number 22. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you whole. And instantly the woman was made well. A second example is also found in uh, uh, the book of Mark. We turn to Mark chapter 10 uh, from Mark chapter 5, if you're there with the woman. Uh, Mark chapter 10, uh, we see uh, 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 blind Bartimaeus. And, uh, you know, as a blind man, he is he's a beggar and he is uh, not able to 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 get attention, to to get food, to get sustenance. And he goes to Jesus. He knows that if he sees Jesus and uh, Jesus will be able to help him. And uh, I like how uh, how the text unfolds in verse 52. You know, he he shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they're saying, Shh, be quiet. And all the more he shouts out, Jesus goes to him, heals him. He says, Jesus, Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. A third example about faith finishing the picture is uh, we know and, and, and uh, remember the 10 lepers found in Luke, the uh, 17th chapter. Ten lepers came to Jesus and Jesus healed them. And you remember only one came back to thank Jesus. But in verse number 19, the Bible says, and he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. We see from this, uh, all three of these examples that faith made each one of these individuals whole. You would say that they, they were not whole before. And we might might have a philosophical discussion about the fact that they had sinned. And no doubt that is, I believe that's true because all of us have sinned. But they had a physical impediment as well. And Jesus made them whole by their faith. A side note here is uh, for modern day alleged faith healers who say when we might say, well, if you if you can work a miracle, then go into the hospital and and clean out some floors, clean out some beds. In fact, now's the time to show what power you have or that you say you have. And so I know some say some would say, well, it's because of faith. It's because of the, the lack of faith of people in the hospitals. Well, first, that's judgmental. And number two, there are examples in the Bible where people were healed not because of their faith. Back in Mark chapter 5, Jairus' daughter who was sick when Jesus, when, when Jesus was summoned. By the time Jesus got to the house, Jairus' daughter had died. By whose faith was the daughter of Jairus raised? Her own faith? <laughs> she was dead. She had no faith. It was the faith of her parents So, faith finishes the picture. It makes all of us whole. If you're outside of Christ Jesus, your picture in life is incomplete. It is yet to be made whole. And so, why don't you seek the one who can heal body, soul, and mind? Come to Jesus. And he finishes the picture. A second thing that faith can do is not only finish the picture, but it carries us through very dark valleys. You and I know in Psalm chapter 23 and verse number 4. Even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This verse and others like it have been so comforting in a time of loss, in a time of of a storm. And during those times, we think of the words in the Bible which give us hope, which strengthen our faith, which gives us comfort. These words help us to endure. You say, well, how so? You know, when I think about valleys... Valleys are some pretty dark places sometimes, unless you have a big valley and the sun shines in and it's bright, well and good. But some valleys are very narrow, and they cast shadows. And not only that, but uh, now I don't know about you when you were a child or children who are listening, if you're afraid of the dark. I don't mind admitting when I was a boy, small boy, I was afraid of the dark. In, In the darkness of night... All kinds of things happen. Thieves work by night, for example. All kinds of evil is found in the darkness. In the valley of the, uh, that casts shadows, we find sorrow. We find darkness. We find evil. We find the, the innermost part of the storm. And it's at these times when the shadows of death appear. And when I think about the shadows, the, the valleys of the shadow of death that I've had to walk through, I think of how long those shadows were because the light that was casting the shadow was almost gone. And see, just before darkness is when you have the longest shadow, but faith carries us through the valley of the shadow of death. And again, just like we saw in the examples of the tunnels, faith doesn't tell us how long the trial is, doesn't tell us how long the valley is or how winding the valley is. Faith knows, I'm going to get through. Now, I'm not saying we will be unbothered or untouched or that we won't learn some lessons along the way. Those valleys have a way to teach us some great things. And you know, that's the point, I believe. The atheist, the skeptic will say, look at the suffering of the world. In fact, I've heard heard it said, someone who knows not God, does not believe in God, said, in the midst of COVID-19, where is God? Well, to that I would say, since the world looks at the problem you see God at the solution when the whole world is seeing is saying look at what is going on look at what is happening god's people are saying watch what god will do because faith carries us through the valleys even the valleys of the shadow of death. I've got a couple of other verses for you. Psalm chapter 18 and verse number 2. The psalmist says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And then, in Psalm chapter 121, I'm going to read the whole chapter. There's just a few verses. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. you know why? Because faith carries us through the valleys. And therefore, we do not fear. To us, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of endurance. It's a matter of digging deep, praying to the God of heaven to see us through. For we know He will. One more verse, and this is in Malachi chapter 4 and verse number 2. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. What an imagery, uh, an image that farmers know well. The excitement of a young calf just after it's, it's born. And so us coming through the trials of life... With the help of God, through our faith, we, with excitement and joy of that fresh, that newborn calf, are ready to start again and, and are ready to live life to the fullest as God has, uh, has wanted for us. Sometimes, during trials, it helps to find, the, uh, find comfort in words of songs. There are a lot of songs that I would say, you know, I just like that song. There are many songs that I say, you know, that's one of my favorite. One of the songs that is my favorite, one of, one of many of my favorite, and you know this song very well, it's Where No One Stands Alone. And it goes like this. I'm going to read it. Once I stood in the night with my head bowed low. In the darkness as black as could be, and my heart felt alone, and I cried, Oh, Lord, don't hide your face from me. The second verse says, Like a king in a palace, like a king I may live in a palace so tall, with great riches to call my own, but I don't know a thing in this whole wide world that's worse than being alone. And then the wonderful marvelous chorus Hold my hand all the way, every hour, every day. From here to the great unknown, faith carries us through the valleys. And finally, take my hand. Let me stand where no one stands alone. Faith finishes the picture... Faith also carries us through the valleys. And if I might add one more point to help us understand the power of faith, it is this. Simply, faith prepares us for something that is greater. Now, I don't pretend that, that there's only one answer that's a one-size-fits-all as to the reason why God allows suffering. That is a whole other lesson. There are many reasons why God allows us to endure problems or sorrows or, or troubles, tribulation, persecution. There are many reasons. And I could start naming some, but it's really not the point of this lesson. And it's a lengthy list of, why, of, of possible reasons for, for suffering. But it doesn't matter. As we know, problems are a part of this life. One of the reasons why, for suffering, for troubles and trials, is simply a preparation for something greater. Now certainly, all Christians know that no matter what happens in this world, we can suffer through it and endure because there's something greater called heaven. And we all look to the day when we can hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so... Faith helps us to endure by building our our endurance, giving us hope and comfort. Why? Because you know, just as, about just as soon as one storm finishes, another storm comes. Welcome to the world that is cursed from the days of Adam and Eve. I think to enforce this point or reinforce this point, uh, I, I, I think we would do well to look at the life of Joseph. You know, Joseph found himself in a, in, in a unique situation, uh, Joseph the dreamer in Genesis chapter 37 uh was a young man and uh his brothers really didn't like him all that well and uh, they devised a plan and thank God for Reuben who saved his life and they sold him to the Midianites the Ishmaelites and so they and who carried the, uh, uh Joseph down into Pharaoh during the time when Pharaoh was in Egypt and he was there all told he was there uh close to 20 years uh, by the time Jacob came uh, to be with his son for the first time in 20 years. So Joseph is now in Egypt, and, and you know the story about him uh, being over all of Potiphar's house and then being uh, wrongfully convicted, cast into prison. Uh, you have the, the illustration of, uh, and the story of the baker and the butler. All of that is a part of the, the story where God is bringing Joseph through his trial. But I want you to notice three things about Joseph. Number one, God saw Joseph through his trouble. And, and Joseph, I wonder about Joseph. You know, he, he was in prison for, for several years. And, and I can't help but to think about Joseph's state of mind, his attitude, his, uh, which by all indications, according to the book of Genesis, he maintained a good attitude. But what's interesting is that uh, uh, I think about Joseph, you know, if it were me and I was falsely accused and, and placed into prison as, as an innocent person, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be thinking, what in the world? Why am I here? If only the truth came out, I'd be thinking that the whole time. Day one, day two, day three, day four. But eventually I might wake up and come to my senses and say, what am I doing? Maybe that happened for Joseph. If it did, I can certainly understand and sympathize of human suffering. But again, by the accounts of the Bible, he maintained a good attitude. That's what the record says. But anyway, beginning in chapter 45, in verse number 5, we see how how Joseph identifies to his brothers that God saw him through all of those trials. Genesis 45, verse number 5. And now do not be dismayed or angry with yourselves, he says to his brothers, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. Look at verse 7. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. And verse 8. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. Now, don't you think that would have been a real good, that maybe there was a human temptation to say... Ah, never mind. You sent me here. J- Joseph didn't take that chance. He didn't, he didn't take that opportunity. And, he, and he's the better for it. And verse number 8. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. And if we were to continue in verse 9. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Do you see what's happening? Joseph has given the attributes of endurance to God. God saw Joseph through. And we might see two reasons. God saw Joseph through because Joseph glorified God. All the time that, that Joseph is going through these problems, he is glorifying God. Let's back up a little bit. Chapter number 40 and verse number 8. The Bible says, and here he's talking to the baker, the baker and the butler. In verse 8, and Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. When Joseph is summoned before Pharaoh, he tells Pharaoh the same thing. In in, in Genesis chapter 41 and verse number 16, it is not me, God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. And then verse 25, God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. Verse 28, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. And then verse 32, the thing is fixed by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Do you see in all of this, Joseph gives glory to God? Maybe if for me and I come before Pharaoh and he says, I want you to interpret this dream, I'd say, When you want to start? I got the power. That'd be tempting. Joseph didn't do that. By way of uh, an aside here, Daniel, who appeared before Nebuchadnezzar, he also gave God the credit. This is what God can do. So because God is glorified, It's easy for us to, or natural for us to see how God saw Joseph through. But then there's another reason. You see, Joseph glorified God, but also God was with Joseph. Notice also, uh, uh, again, back in in chapter 40. um, In chapter, actually chapter 39 and verse number 2. It begins... The Lord was with Joseph. Then verse 3. His master saw that the Lord was with him. Verse number 21. We see uh, also similarly that the Lord was with Joseph. And then the last verse uh, of the chapter, verse uh, number 23. Because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it to succeed. You see, when looking at the the life of Joseph in all the years that he endured, and it was a long time. You and I, as readers of this text, we see the end of the story. In fact, we can go to thirty-seven, the, uh, chapter 37, the beginning, and then we say, I wonder what happened to him when he was sold, and then skip eight chapters or so and go right on into 45 and 46 and say, wait a minute, there's good things coming. But all that in the middle are the trials that we don't want to see, that we don't want to to think about, that we don't want to endure. But you see, the endurance of those trials prepares us for something greater. When we come on the other side of COVID-19, I don't know what life will look like. I know many things will be the same, but I'm thinking and, and I hear on the news and a lot of other people are thinking there's going to be some major changes. I don't know what that looks like, which is my point. Faith doesn't have all the answers. It just, no, it just, it just shows how we're going to get there or that we're going to get there. Once we get there, we look back and say, we've learned a couple of things. And then not in a prideful way, But with humility, we can say, thank you, Lord. I'm ready for the next challenge. Faith prepares you for something greater. I don't know where you are in your walk with God. I don't know where you are in your attitude toward God, in your lifestyle, whatever sin you may have in your life, whatever dark crevice you are, uh, 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 or, or, or skeletons you have in the closet or, or dark shadows lurk in your way, whatever that is, faith allows you to finish the picture, it carries you through the dark valleys, and it also prepares you for something that is greater. There's another song that I really like. To sing, that's going to be cliche if I come up. If I uh, talk about too many songs, I just I really and the, I think the slower the better, so I can meditate and think about the words. The song is "Till the Storm Passes By." And did you know that there are several? There, there are several um, songs in the songbook or hymns about storms. Uh, here's one from "Every Stormy Wind." I don't think I know that one. Then there is uh, shelter in the time of storm. And there's a couple of variations of that one, not in this book that I'm holding. And then there's one, when the storms around are sweeping. And then this one that I'm going to read the words to, till the storm passes by. Ironically, this song was written by Mosey Lister, who also wrote the words to where no one stands alone. And it makes me think, I wonder what storms were in his life that caused him to write these touching, very moving words and songs, hymns about being comforted in a time of storm. Here are the words of this song. In the dark of the midnight, I have oft hid my face. While the storm howls above me and there's no hiding place, mid the crash of the thunder, Precious Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Many times Satan whispered, there is no need to try. For there's no end of sorrow. There's no hope by and by. But I know thou art with me. And tomorrow I'll rise where the storms never darken the skies. I like this one here. Verse 3. When the long night has ended and the storms come no more, let me stand in thy presence on that bright and peaceful shore. In that land where the tempest never comes, Lord, may I dwell with thee when the storm passes by. And then there's the chorus. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast. Let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. About a week ago, there was a storm, a thunderstorm, a literal storm, not one in our life, but uh, a literal storm, and it knocked down a tree in our neighbor's yard. You know, as bad as that storm was, it's gone. That tree has fallen over and in time it will be removed. And then years will pass. No one will remember the storm. Only the stump. Storms come and storms go and we forget. And we may never forget the effect because it's still with us. But faith helps us to finish the picture, carry us through the valley ...and prepares us for something greater. Won't you pray with me, please? Holy Father in heaven, we thank you, O God... ...for helping us endure whatever this world has to offer... ...with the faith that we will get through... ...and that we will, at one day, meet you in the great by and by. Father, forgive us of our sins. Help us to turn to you, to come to you... ...and to grow in faith so that... We may go to heaven, but while we're here on this earth, we may grow in strength and in comfort, in hope, in good times, and in dark times. Keep us safe until the storm passes us by. We're thankful for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ.